Hey guys, this is Mike and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. Over the next few episodes, I'm going to be using Neville's book, Your Faith is Your Fortune. If you haven't read it, now's a good time to do it. Pick it up. You can find it. I'm sure there's some PDF versions of it out there on the internet, or you can buy a digital version through Kindle, or listen to it on YouTube if you're not into reading. There are a couple of YouTubers out there that have read this book, and they're not all great. Some speed through it so quickly, it's like they're in a race to get to the end of the book before anybody else. But there are some that read it at a good steady pace and give you a chance to digest what you're hearing. But I would still recommend reading it if you have time. It's not a long read, and you have you know, the next few days to read through it as I go through it. I'm not going to be reading the book, and I'm not necessarily going in order of the book, but I'm using it as a reference. What I really liked about this book when I first read it is because uh, ha- having come from a very churchy background, I had my own meanings for God and Jesus, and I had my own meanings for terms like awareness and consciousness. That's, that stuff used to freak me out. Because I grew up in church, you know, there's God the Father and God the Son and the Holy Spirit, and they're all out there somewhere until you invite them in, but not God the Father, only the Son comes in. And then there's the thing about the Holy Spirit. It was all very confusing for me at times. I would go along with it and, you know, say what I needed to say, but I never really understood it. How I could invite someone in, uh, never felt the entrance into my heart. And because the truth of it is, there is no one to invite in. I, we're all within this awareness, this unconditioned awareness. We're all within God. Neville would later in his lectures just refer to it as imagination. Neville says, In the beginning was unconditioned awareness of being, and the unconditioned awareness of being became conditioned by imagining itself to be something. And the unconditioned awareness of being became that which it had imagined itself to be. So did creation begin. Now, Neville's not the first person to talk about that stuff. The ancient writings and philosophies of the Hindus and Zen masters that you know, refer to it. If you look in the Greek and Roman mythology, you'll see this thread, this psychological drama playing out. The Hindus refer to Vishnu as this cosmic consciousness, the all-pervading one. There is nothing that is not within Vishnu. And Zen masters said that everything is a thought arising within one big mind. And in the Western world, we call this awareness God, this primal being dreaming itself to be all beings, dreaming itself to be separate but never actually separate, just part of this wonderful dream. And so throughout the history of humanity, there's these stories and these teachings about oneness of being, this beingness that is everything. Now, the problem is when uh, in all of the ancient societies and current societies, we take these psychological dramas, this, these truths that are being taught, and we make them literal. We start to believe that it literally. And then that's when the shit show starts, because you, this group takes this text literally, and this other group believes this other one is literal, 
And then wars begin and hatred ensues because we took it literally. We think that we have the one true right teaching. And I'm not a scholar, but just from what I've read and studied, the one thing that is common to all of it, if you get past the literal story of it, it's saying that there's a oneness, a oneness of all things, and that we are this oneness, dreaming this dream of separateness. The Bible says the earth was without form and void. That's this unconditioned awareness, this beingness. There are no conditions placed on it yet. It's without form, without limits, and it's void. It's empty of all conditions, all states. It is nothing but infinite potential. I love that. Here's this field, this awareness of being that has the potential to create anything, to be anything. That's the I am spoken of in the Bible. Neville says in his lectures, he explains it like this, if you were to get, uh, come down with amnesia and forget everything about who you were, your name, where you live, anything that connects you to an identity, you would still be aware of existing. You would still be able to say, I am. I don't know what the hell I am, but I am. That's this unconditioned awareness. I am. And in the Old Testament, that's what they're saying. This Almighty God is not some being out there. It's I am. It is beingness. And we can be anything we choose to be by becoming conscious of being that. We can transcend anything that we think is a problem any limit that we've placed on ourselves in our imagining. Any type of restriction can be transcended by becoming in consciousness that which, which we want to be, by imagining ourselves to be that already. Neville says, your I am is the foundation upon which the defined state or conception of yourself rests, but is not defined by, nor is it dependent on, such defined states for its being. God, our unconditioned awareness, has always been and always will be, regardless of the states of consciousness, even with no states of consciousness, no limits, without form and void, there is still awareness of being with this infinite potential to be and experience anything that it imagines itself to be. Only as you claim yourself to be that which you desire to be will you express such desires. Neville says, let all desires become impressions of qualities that are, not of qualities that will be. I am, your awareness, is God, and God is the fullness of all. The eternal now, I am. Take no thought of tomorrow. Tomorrow's expressions are determined by today's impressions. No need to hold on to the things of the past, these images, these memories that we choose to continue to make part of our ongoing story. And no need to constantly be running this little program in our minds of worrying about the future. Neither exist. What you call your past or just these memories that you hold on to. And I'm sure you've seen the studies. I saw a documentary a while back, years ago, 
about memory and how fallible it is. And they had these test subjects in a little store and the actors played the clerk and the robber, the armed robber. And after the armed robbery, the test subjects were asked to describe what happened. And each eyewitness account was different, some very different, some a little different, but no one was exactly the same as the other in their description of what happened. And I'm sure you've argued with your siblings or friends about certain events from your past, like, no, it happened this way. No, it didn't. I remember clearly it happened this way. Well, how can, if each one of you remember so clearly how it happened, the stories be so different? Because memory is fallible. It's subjective. We choose to hold on to the things that we choose to hold on to and make part of our, us, part of our self-concept. So we have our past, which doesn't exist, and the future that we're worrying about, and we're conjuring up all this wonderful, awful things, not wonderful, all these awful things are wonderful things that could happen in this future that we never get to. The future is always this thing, this invisible thing in the future that we're just bringing up to uh, worry about and to be fearful of when all we really have and all we can ever have is I am. That's first person present tense. That's now. That's this eternal now that Neville refers to. It's always now. So instead of identifying yourself by all of these things that you were, you know, we all have stories. I meet people often as I've been doing this podcast. I get to chat with people uh, quite often. And quite often they like to tell me their story. Here's why I'm, you know, my life is a shit show. Here's why it's so awful. This is happening and that happened and I've got the shame and the guilt and the family and the, oh, these things just make me an awful person. And it's the story they're telling me is, is all these things that happened in their past, all of these memories and these feelings they've attached to events in their past. And others will, instead of worrying about the past or bringing that up, they'll tell me about all these awful things that are going to happen to them, how awful their life is going to be. They're looking into this future, conjuring up all this stuff, these bad things that are going to happen, that they're afraid of happening, instead of just being now. But I get it. I did the same thing. We have our stories, right? I am who I am because of how I was raised or because of my parents or because of my experiences. That's who I am today. Well, that's only who I am because that's who I choose to be. Nothing is set in stone. All of these things that we imagine we are and that we've imagined that we've experienced are all part of this wonderful, beautiful, sometimes awful dream that we're having. In Neville's lecture, God speaks to man. He says, the universe which we study with such care is a dream. And we, the dreamers, dreaming non-eternal dreams, one day, like Nebuchadnezzar, we shall awaken from our nightmare in which we fought with demons to discover that we have never really left our eternal home, that we were never born and have never died, save in our dream. He goes on to say, your imagination is Christ dreaming in you and creating your world. Feed him noble thoughts. Become selective and dare to assume something wonderful for yourself. You are the God of the living, not the dead. Dreaming of death, of birth, health and illness, poverty and wealth. You're dreaming it. I'm dreaming it. You're dreaming of your birth, 
and death. You're dreaming of health and illness, poverty and wealth, all of it. All of it is equally real in our concept of what's real, but it's all equally a dream. Lack is just as substantial as wealth. You can experience both. But it's all still part of the dream. All of us characters in God's dream. I love how Neville calls it a dream, that it's God's dream. Dreaming these characters into existence. That's each one of us. But even in the state of consciousness that where I identify myself as Mike, I can still experience the things that I want to experience as Mike. I can experience anything I want, and so can you. This awareness of being, or God, or as Neville would later call it, imagination, with a capital I, is infinite. It's this infinite potential to be anything you want, to experience anything you want. And all you need to do, you don't have to go through years of training or pay thousands of dollars to a guru. Revalue yourself. Whatever you're experiencing is what you're conscious of, what you're imagining yourself to be. Everyone and everything in your life is always reflecting back what you're imagining. The universe is infinite response to you. You don't have to wait to send your message out and hope the universe gets it and under understands your message and gives you what you need at just the right time because you deserve it. Drop feeling, drop the whole notion of having to, to deserve anything. That would indicate or imply that there's something out there judging you. But there's not. Neville says this awareness of being is impersonal. It will give you exactly what you're imagining, exactly what you're conscious of being. That's why in the Old Testament it says, I am the I am. I kill, I make alive, I wound and I heal. saying it in my own words, my awareness of being, my imagination can give life to any state, any state of mind, any experience I want. And I can bury any state that I no longer want to dwell in. I can bring wealth into my life. I can create wealth or I can dwell in poverty. I can dwell in illness and sickliness. Or I can dwell in health. I can thrive. Or not. Because this awareness of being, imagination, or God, is impersonal. And it's not mocked. So regardless of what you're saying on the outside, you're affirmations. If it's not what you're feeling, then you're, you're not going to move. Pay attention to what you're, what's going on, your inner talk throughout the day. You know, just like how you, you're looking at something, a point on the wall or a word on the page, you still have this peripheral vision there are other things that are visible. 
And as you're listening to me, you're listening, but I bet you're having all these peripheral thoughts going on, other things that are running around that you're thinking about without really paying much attention to them, but there they are in the background. You're listening to me, but you're worrying about COVID. You're listening to me, and then, but still thinking about that pain in your gut and wondering if it's, you know, is it a tumor? I do it. I notice it. And just like Neville in his lecture, Inner Talk, he, he had to, he still always had to be aware of his inner, inner dialogue, this stuff going on in his mind, what he's thinking and feeling. That never stops. As long as we're here having this human experience, there's always the opportunity to fall into unlovely states. But when you become aware of it, decide to start noticing what you're thinking and feeling. You realize how simple this really is. Anytime you notice this inner dialogue, this stuff running around in your mind is not what you want to continue experiencing, stop right there and just begin imagining something different. What do you want to experience? What would the feeling be like if I were that now? Like Neville says, in your faith is your fortune. This eternal now is I am. That's you. You're not, I was this, or I'm still this because I'm still thinking about what I was. It's not, I will be. It's I am now. It's always now. So what do I want to experience now? What would I feel if I were already wealthy now? What would I feel today, at this moment, if I were healthy? That feeling that comes up, that's you moving to this new state of consciousness. That's the feeling you want to hold on to. Not by force. You hold on to it by surrendering to it, resting back into it, trusting imagination, trusting God, that's you, to bring it about. Always dwelling in the feeling of now. I'm that now. I love you guys. This is Feeling Twisty.